Greetings and welcome to the Asian American and Asian Research Institute's Triangle Lecture Series Online Edition. My name is Anthony Wong, Program Coordinator for the Institute, and thank you for joining us on this Memorial Day weekend for our final lecture for the month of May during Asian Pacific American Islander Heritage Month. Uh, we're honored to have with us Tanya Ko Hong to present on her new book of poetry, The War Still Within, Homes of the Korean Diaspora, part historical imagining of Japan's so-called comfort women during World War II, part personal claiming of her own experiences with immigration and motherhood, and part exploration of identity across two languages. The War Still Within weaves together two cultures and gives voice to generations of Korean and Korean-American women. Uh, Tanya has previously presented her work back in fall 2019 at our co-sponsored event with Women's Studies Quarterly for the special issue on Asian diasporas. The video for that event is available on our website and you can watch it after this presentation. Uh, Tanya Kohong, poet, translator, and cultural curator is the author of five books, most recently, The War Still Within, and Mother to Myself, a collection of poems in Korean, released in 2015. Tanya holds an MFA uh, from Antioch University in Los Angeles. Uh, her work has appeared in Rattle, Bellowit Poetry Journal, Cultural Weekly, Great Weather for Media, Korea Central Daily News, the LON Heart Series Anthology, and more. Her poem, Comfort Women, received an honorable mention in 2015 from the Women's National Book Association. Uh, she, she is the winner of the Yeondun Jun Korean American Literature Award, Pushcart Prize nominee, and was a finalist for the 2018 Frontier Chapbook Contest. Uh, Tanya, who writes in both English and Korean, is an ongoing advocate of bilingual poetry and promoting the work of immigrants. Uh, please welcome Tanya Goha. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. And such a like a Friday uh, in New York, 5.30. I think it's raining outside. And also a lot of my friends are joining me from California. Thank you so much for joining me. And so today, um, this is like a lecture series. So I'd like to see your faces on screen and then talk to you. But this is like a lecture series. So um, it's interesting. You can see me, but I cannot see you. So I um, have like my presentation. So I'm going to share the screen and then let's see how we're going to do it. I'm going to read a lot of poems from this new book, The World Still Within, which I am so happy that I got award from the Goan Foundation, Memorial Foundation, 2020. That was the first time they gave it to um, English book. And they're like for American, Korean American writers. So um, this is my book cover. And I am trying to waving together two cultures. And also, I wanted to give the voices like for unvoiced people. And especially my anchor poem here is a comfort woman. And that is a force into the sexual slavery by uh, Japanese Imperial Army during World War II. And the reason I think I think it's very important to share with you how I get into the writing this poem that I'm gonna share with you uh, while I'm going to share my screens with you. And that's a little bit of my bio. And this book is actually dedicated to my mother, that her name was Jayun Yu, and she was born in 1936, 1995. And um, she passed away uh, with a heart attack and she never seen um, her grandchildren. 
And also I wanted to dedicate this to my daughter who was born after my mom's death, 1996. And then a lot of Asian people believed in sign. That is interestingly, my mother was uh, born in sign of the rat and then my um, daughter was signing the rat as well too. And um, also, so this one is the book is uh, from cover image is uh, from crop tent like a virgin of the little black and white photography. And then we uh, reproduced it and make it um, this kind of tented like a color. And this picture actually from National Archive. And this is uh, picture was like actually um, taken by Charles Hartfield in September 3rd, 1994. But um, the problem here is they're recorded as they are Japanese prisoner. And then they're kept for Chinese army because people are trying to kill the Japanese people. But actually, and then this is a record saying that that was the um, Japanese where they taking the picture. But this is actually Korean comfort women. And she is the young pregnant woman in foreground and her name was Park Yong-shin. So actually she was 23 at the time. So my poem, The Comfort Women, I think if you, if you hear, but like if you cannot remember anything, but you only can remember, they call me Wiyambu or Comfort Women, but I had a name. That is the main focus theme that I wanted to give their voice. And it's not just comfort women, but there's a lot of women as a, um, we just lost our names, especially when we get married. And then uh, we're, our name is a daughter, daughter-in-law, wife, mother. And in Korea, we just don't call like our names. We forget our names, like because after you have a baby, then your first child's name is your name, sort of like a so-and-so's mother. That is their name. So, and then also, this is like a big point. It was like, the, I want to speak my mind instead of the smile. Nice girls don't speak their minds or question them how dare it is to breathe. This is from my cost of the breath. And while I was like writing this poem, there's like a, such a big gap. Big gap that like I feel. What is emotionally? Because I came from United States when I was 18. And um, there's big language gaps. And I wanted to um, speak, but I couldn't speak the language. So while I was like writing in Korean, and my friends were like, ask me, like, what do you write? I wanted to hear your word. I wanted to hear your um, poetry. And so then I start like translating. And then while I was translating, I realized that there's a big gap in between me and myself. So this is like actually first poem that I wrote in English in 1993. 
at that time I was translating my Generation 1.5 book, which is like a which I wrote it all in Korean. And now I was translating um, English. And while I was translating and editing the poem, that I found out like, oh my goodness, there's a, such a big gap in me and myself. So I wrote this poem and then I said, oh, this is like a very visualizing. So I'm gonna share um, making the triangle. So I was making triangle in my poem, the gap between Hyone and Tanya. And so I was making all this triangle poem, but I find out when I was translating in Korean, it becomes upside down triangle. And then I was realized like, oh, there's such a big gap in language, emotionally, culturally. And then I was like, kind of understand what was going on in there. And so this is like a little uh, poem that I wanted to share with you. It's a second period. And then I think a lot of immigrants feel same thing and then have the same experience with this poem. Second period. I am called to little darkroom, windowless. Mrs. Ropex show me a picture book. Kang, I stay. No river, she says. Liver, I stay. Not liver, it's a river, she says. That's what I said. River, river, river. Kang, it's a Kang. She shook her head. Look at my mouth, she says. Or river, river, I say, then shut my mouth. So um, I think a lot of immigrants are wanted to express, wanted to share, but it's languages like not easy. Do you know how many languages speaking in the United States? 350 languages in the United States. And then as some people may know that actually English is not official language in the United States. But they came from another country and tried to learn language, tried to learn different way of um, the life. And then all meaning is different. It's just not easy to adopt the language and then cultures and customs. So, but I think this important part is like, we just really need to um, listen to each other, even though different language, but you just need to get together and then listen each other's language. And then instead of like, so, you know, speed up and then like, what, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, instead of that, um, just like take your breath and then listen and just be polite to each other. I think that's very important. The reason I wanted to share with you the Hanan Saranda poem is that um, while I was in MFA, and I think at at that that time was the first time that I start like really thinking hard. What is being like being a poet, especially artist as an like a Korean woman. It's like a success being an artist is like a totally different meaning in Korea. 
and another meaning in here. And so I did like my research paper. And so I came when I was 18. So actually I didn't go to college in Korea. And I was just like, was in middle of like high school. And I dropped out of high school in Korea and then continue in America. But so I have like this big gap, like learning about Korean literature. So when I went back to do, doing my MFA, I was like researching about the like Korean authors, especially Korean women. And the reason was we learned to be not to be an artist as women because even like the same here we say like when you become more like a writer then they will say like what are you gonna do you gotta get some other job first right and so I was actually studying um go back to finding Korean women artists and then I find out there is a uh, um very important, like, you know, women, significant artists there. And there's a first was like Hwang Jinhee. And then second person that I wanted to share just a little bit about Shin Saim Dang. And third person is Hanan Saran. And then there is the poem Hanan Saran that I didn't know about her. And Hwang Jinhee, we know her very well because her one of the very famous poem is out there. And then we learn and then there's like a movie about her because she was a Kiseng. Kiseng is like, um, actually, I, I, I didn't know, but like it's paid servant. Hwang Jinhee was born in 1522 and died in 1565. And she was a public woman. And then, so these women are probably came from low class. And then actually their job is pleasing men, young men, noble men. And um, these women has a freedom to learn how to express their words through the poetry called Shijo. The reason is because while they're drinking and then having great time, the men start talking, Yangban, say about the Shijo. They're talking about Shijo and then talk about, you know, poetry. And then they have to answer by poem, Shijo. You cannot just like stop it. So they learn how to do dancing, how to please men, how to sing, how to write a poetry. So I wanted to just at this moment, I wanted to share one of her poems, Long Winter Night. I will slice the waste from the winter night's long body. Turn in fold underneath the blanket. The night my honored one returns, I will smooth it open wide. It's just like a, such a short poem in there. It's like great meaning in there. And so in Korean, it reads like this. 동짓달 기나긴 밤의 한가운데를 배어내어 봄바람처럼 따뜻한 이불 속에서 서리서리 넣어두었다가 정든님이 오시는 날이면 구비구비 펴리라. So the 동짓달 is the longest night in the winter time. 
And then how she reported, she said she's going to slide the knife. And then she put it in the under tuck in the blanket. And then when her lover one comes and then she's going to be smoothly open wide. I mean, this is like amazing poem. So she was able to write that kind of poem. And second was um, Shin Sangan was born in 1504 and then passed away 1541. She was Yang Ban's, so like um, noble. And she was ideal daughter, daughter-in-law, mother, wife, homemaker. And then most of all, she was great mother of Yulgo. She, the Yulgo is her son. And then she, he was the Confucius, like a scholar. And then, so he was a legacy. And only Shim Saimdang was appear in Korean money. Only women in currency. $50,000 one, that's Shim Saimdang. And Shim Saimdang has like a painter and then wrote a couple poems. And she's only allowed to write poems about parents and then also nature. She cannot write poems like Hang Jinni because she's a noble woman. And then at the time, the Joseon period, when you're married, and then when you write poem about love, about passion, and then you get, get divorced. You're not allowed to write those kind of poems poems when you're like a noble woman so we are idealized and then um we know like we, there's like a shim saimdang day when i was in korea in school and there's like a girl's day we gotta be learn like a shim saimdang we gotta learn how to sew how to cook how to um all that kind of stuff yeah so we learn that and then like we're idealized shim saimdang the virtual women, that's what you wanted to be. That's how we learn in um, women's school. And now I was like, just like so happy that I found Honan Saran. She was born in 1563 and died in 1589. Actually, she came from literary family and then she was a genius. And her brother, actually Hagun, is a, one of the amazing, amazing novelists and is Hong Giltong. He wrote that one. That's like one of like really, really great um, novel. But unfortunately, after she got married, she couldn't write poetry or she had two children, but they passed away young age. And then um, her husband was trying to passed the exam he couldn't pass the exam and she didn't have a good time with her mother-in-law and um she had a, such a hard time and it's like identically she died on her birthday 27 years old and she asked her brother to burn all her poems i think it's really tragic that we lost a lot of her poem. And so this is like, she wrote the poem. The, I wanted to dedicate this poem to her. Like if women have a hand in their hearts, 
to be born a woman, to be born in the Joseon period, to be wife of a husband. Frost will come in May. Father, let me study poetry with my brothers until I married King Sungnip and I put it aside, waiting for my faithfulness husband. Father said, write a poem, ask yourself, who am I? And goes back to next person is Nahesok. So there's a big gap in the period. Like I don't know, like another like a significant like women, probably there are a lot, but this is like a main character of like a woman artist. And Nahesok is the born in 1886 and she passed away in 1948. And she was painter, like she's the first oil painter. And then she was also um, writing poetry, novel and all that kind of stuff. And she's like a self-awakening woman and then entering new life. And she asked us, isn't that about the time Joseon woman to be a human? So that is like a process of like my opening eyes to think about um, what is like my ancestor women, how they write, how they live. That was like my connection through the poems. And um, I don't have time to talk about like, you know, Hak Kyung Cha, you know, Dikti. That is the one of amazing poem. And then I got a lot of influence by her work, Dikti. So this is like a poem that I think, how are we gonna get through this? And the way to cross the desert is, is to not think about washes. That's how I feel. And here is the one of the um, Asian women. And there is the song, we learn, like it's called Casa. They've been like women generation to generation. They learn and then they learn how to sing these songs and they teach the, their daughters to be three years mute, three years blind, three years to be a deaf. So basically you just go and marry, be quiet and then have a son and then taking care of the house and, um, raise your family that was the role of a woman and exactly we'll go back to the um shim saimdang she did it exactly way she's supposed to do it and then also she did a side work of like just little painting and then her poem i translate her two poems i couldn't find more poems and that was like actually really really hard to translate her poems because she wrote it Chinese and so I have to go I I couldn't read all the Chinese I know some Chinese but um the Chinese to change it to old Korean old Korean to new Korean and then English but as I just wanted to say again they cannot if you're a novel woman you are not allowed to write about your uh, feelings and choose of like what's really going on with you and so 
um, because I want to have like just a little bit of a moment because I'm going to go on my anchor poem, Comfort Women. So the reason that was like the um, surprise. Um, how do I say? So while I was like researching of like my ancestor, women artists, and then somehow Comfort Women article that I found and then I start reading the article and then what is this? I didn't know about it. And after I find out like reading some articles and then pictures, showing the pictures and then I couldn't sleep. It was just like such a heavy burden on me. And there is um, the interview through lunch ticket and asked me, how did you write um, Comfort Women? And then I wanted to say it wasn't easy at all. The reason was, I feel like, I don't know if I'm gonna say one word or how I'm gonna bring this delicate issue to bring to the voice. I wanted to honor them, but I don't want to make mistake or like my work. So, um, it started like 2011, and then I reading a lot of articles, interviews, and um, first my draft was like 35 pages. And while I was like writing, some point I couldn't write in English anymore because the voice, I have to give them Korean voice. So it was very hard to write it, but then um, just over editing and over editing. And finally, um, I came out this Comfort Women poem and I will share it with you. And so this is the picture of Hakson Kim. And if you have a chance, please go watch her last interview. And I know that she spoke in Korean and then if you could have like a subtitle English that um, you could read it. And only thing she said was why, um, there's a question, why like after 46 years later that you came out? Why don't you come out right away? That's what I wanted to say to you all this process. Being women, and then you cannot share your feelings. Also in this interview, she said, how could I say if I say that that's happened to me, who's gonna say, I am so sorry? Rather than that, they're going to say, ah, oh, too bad. Or they're not going to even talk to her. But why so late that she came out and said it? Because when she was young, she said, um, the Japanese soldiers said, if you guys go speak out, we're going to kill you. So she actually said, I was fear of death. If they're going to come and then kill me. So I was not able to speak out. But later, 
she said, I want to say the truth before I die. And then I wanted to get apologized before I die. Okay, now, so this is a comfort woman. I think like I came all this like around the um, places to speak about this poem. Um, hopefully I could go read it without any choke. <clears throat> so comfort women, 14 August 1991, Seoul, South Korea. A woman named Hakson Kim, Kim Hakson, 1924, came forward to denounce the Japanese first sexual enslavement of more than 2,100 women during World War II. They were known as Wiyambu in Korean and comfort women in English. 1991, Seoul, South Korea. The voice on TV is comforting, like having a peer person beside me, talking all the time while I eat my burnt rice grill. Suddenly in Japanese, but we didn't. Those women came to us for the money. We never forced. I dropped my spoon into my nurumbat. On the screen, a photography of a young girls sit in an open truck, like the one I rode with the Sunja over the rice field road years ago. 3 a.m. Waking in cold sweat, I glob jariki, parka, parka. But my throat still burns. I reach for a cigarette and the white smoke spires like a sunja's wandering soul. They call me Wiyambu, a comfort woman, but I had a name. 1939, Jinju, South Gyeongsan province. We're going to do Sanambari, right? No, Jiangshinde, women's labor corps. Same thing, right? earn money, become new women, come back home soon. Holding tiny hands, fingertips, bongsunga, wholesome flower red, colored by summer's end. Ripening persimmons, bending over the chuga roofs, fade into distance. When the truck across the last hill, leaving our hometown, in the dust, Sunja kicks off her white shoes. 1941. That autumn, autumn nights, Japanese soldiers whittling swords dragged me away while I was gathering pine needles that fell from my basket, filling the air with the scent over the white blood. When you scream in your dream, there is no sound. On the model, grandma's making songkyeom, asking mom, is the water boiling? Will she bring pine needles before my eyeballs fall out? I feel pain there. They put a long stick between my legs. Open up, open, baka they rage spraying their spum 
the smell of a burning dog, burning life, panting, grunting on top of me. Under my blood, I am dying. 1943, Shanghai, China. One night, a soldier asked all the girls, who can do 100 men? I raised my hand. Sunja did not. The soldiers put her in boiling water, alive and fed us. What is living? Is Sunja living in me? 1946, Jinju, Korea. One year after liberation, I came home. Short hair, not wearing humble, not speaking clearly. Mother hid me in the back of a room. At night, she took me to the well and washed me. Scars sealed with hostile. Like a burnt bark, like a roots of old trees. All over my body. Under the crescent glow, she smiled when she washed me. My baby. Your skin is like white jade. Dazzling, she bit her lower lip, washing my belly softly. But they had ripped open my womb with the baby inside. Mother made white rice and seaweed soup, put on my favorite white fish on top. <clears throat> but mother, I can't eat flesh. That night in the granary, she hanged herself, left her little bag in my room, my dowry with a rice ball. Father threw at me, waved his hand towards the door. I left at dusk, 30 years, 40 years, forever, mute, mute, mute. Bury it with me. They call me Wiambu. I had a name. 1991, 30 a.m., that night, 
the thousands blue stars became white butterflies through whipped rice paper and flew into my room one one hundred one thousand butterflies endless white butterflies going through the web in my mouth into my unhealed red scarves stitching one by one butterflies lifting me heavier than dead Butterflies opening my bedroom door, heavier than shame. At dawn, I stand. Mm. Um, so I wanted to share, because I think there is some pictures that you uh, I wanted to bring you the image. So when the truck crossed the last hill, leaving our hometown in the dust, Sunja kicked up her white shoes. Before that, uh, ripening persimmons, bending over the chua roofs, fade into distance. I wanted to share and then show you the imagination because most of you not know what I am trying to say. And that is just like a beauty of a uh, picture. So that's I want I want I brought some pictures in here. So this is exactly what I was sort of like trying to share with you that is like autumn. And in Korea, the countryside, the persimmons over the chuga roof, and then these young girls taking away from their hometown. And then the image and symbols, like she's like kicking off the white shoes, it's like a gumushin. And usually when um, people commit a suicide or with the shame, even they get raped, even that's not their fault, to be honored, they choose to commit a suicide and then they leave their shoes behind. And um, this is exactly the picture, um, the truck, and then um, come from women's taking away from their town. And this is like uh, pictures from Trun Yoksa, provide the picture from there. And then I think these pictures from uh, Musea Morias took this picture. And this is the Gomushin. Um, this is like a white shoes they wear at the time. And like you probably say like a Songpyeon, what's a Songpyeon? That's another thing is like very important. I wanted to share. It's like the um, culture things, like they have the life. And Songpyeon is the um, Thanksgiving day, like Chuseok, Korean Thanksgiving day. And this is a significant food that we eat, rice cake. And you could um, 
pine needles. And then I did it too. When I was a um, girl in Korea, I go <clears throat> take the uh, pine needles in the back, back um, the mountain. It's like a mountain. You have a mountain here, like behind the house. You could go and then you got the pine needles. The reason is because it just smells so good. And also this like songpyeon, it's like the rice cake. It's another thing because we are like, they're like making a lot of like farmers. And so they have to follow with the, you know, moon, moon like cycles. And so actually this is like a kind of moon. That's what they're saying. And then also I just, Real, like learn more about it. Like the pine needle is like really actually protecting to get like food go bad. So actually they're very wise to use this pine needle to steam the rice cake. Um, and on the poem, like I say, like the grandma's waiting on the maru. So this is like a maru. And then usually they're sit here and they're making all this like, you know, songpyeon and food and then Grandma's sitting here and then waiting for the granddaughters to come. And this is like the great picture that I found. And then this is like a back of the kitchen. And this is how they steam the um, songpyeon. And after I look at it, I really wish I could have a songpyeon too. So that is the Comfort Women poem. And so that is the poem. And I wanted to um, read a blonde whisper Korean in my ear. And it is very interesting that um, later there's a, femi uh, a lot of like, you know, feminist Korean poets came and then they write about a lot of strong poems. And I find out they cannot even say some word, even though in Korean. So they're used in. English or Chinese word to use it. So probably I'm not going to even say that word while I'm reading it either, but let's read it. A blonde whispers Korean in my ear. We were drinking homemade wine at a child's birthday when a blonde mom told me, once I had a Korean boyfriend, his mother hated me, but how I loved her food. Bulgogi, japchae, and you know, you can kiss after you eat that. What is it called? The smelly cabbage made with salt baby shrimp, anchovy garlic chili. She giggled. I had a bad Korean word, she said. Whisper in my ear, I said. So I'm not going to say it. You look at it. And her face bloomed red bongsuna, my face of frozen growth. Only whore used that word, never wives, not even their husbands, never moms, not in front of the children. When referring to the, um, a Korean doctor say, sangi, a Chinese word, even after Koreans invented. That's not a bad word, I replied. It's just a part of the body. Who does she think she is to say that word when I never pronounce it with my mouth? So actually this poem was published in Rattle magazine and then they asked like recording the poem and then sent it. And then I said to uh, editor Tim Green, I said, 
I'm not gonna read it, so I didn't do it. But this is like a kind of country doctrine that like um, sometimes we feel that we we this is ours, but um, we think like you know our culture better than we do, or something like that. I don't know. So this is another poem after. Um, when I was grow up in Korea, um, when I was young, we had the American army in our town. And so I saw how people treated the GI's girlfriends. And then after they married or like they left behind, all the stories, I was witness them. And um, so I wanted to just share. It just continues, continues. The subtle, heavy hunt is continuous, generation to generation. Grandmother talking campgrounds. At 77 years old, all my teeth are gone. And the wind blows past my gums. No windscreens in Dongducheon, where homeless lives alone. Rather than live alone, I watch to be a monk and Buddhist temple. But they kick me out. I sneak the bacon. The deacon's ad in the newspaper offer a room at his church. To exchange it for cleaning, I lived well. On rainy night, I drank soju and smoked. So they kicked me out. Them hard work on my back for GIs. Pound and pound me inside. So one night it had to go. The kind of one removed my womb. No pension for sex trade. No youngum. American couple adopted my half white son. My half black daughter I left at the orphanage door and never knew her fate. At one time, I had money saved. My brother came in his guilty face. Because I can protect you, you do this. He used my handful money to become lawyer and soon removed my name from family, like scrapping a baby from the womb. Still on my birthday, my sister Sue came secretly to see me, came with seaweed soup. Only, only, I want for to, you come. Save the gift of chocolate, so carefully wrapped gum, perfumed dove soup. So now that she's engaged, Sue cannot return. Why can't you go to America like the others? For the first time that day, I was weeping. Mother, mother, we should not leave. Let's die together. But mother was already gone. The time goes so fast. The people on the moon didn't know where Korea was. One day I met a man. And I am a woman making rice, washing his work clothes, submissive, and joyful until he found my American dollars, went away and never came. Now 
in Dongducheon. Look, star simmers in the wind. It's almost our, um, I think, let me see. Ooh, okay, let's just read two more poems and finish. Waiting. When I think of you, rain comes. When I call you, you come in rain. When I touch you, you disappear in rain. Bring me raw garlic and handful of a bitter green wormwood. I will eat them and stay in a cave. 21 days, 100 days. That's how bear became one. I will do the same if I can see you one last time. There is another myth. When you fold 1,000 paper planes, your dream comes true. If I can see you one last time, I will fold thousands, ten thousands paper coins. I want to open your apartment door again with the key that you sent by me, the key still warm from your hand. Hang my clothes in your closet. Between your clothes, I want to feel safe there again. Waiting for you is nothing. Without blinking, I watch. The night become silvering in blue light. I'll wait for you like a rock on the waterline, wishing you to be wave and reach me. If you touch, I'll collapse and be water like you. So I just wanted to go back to here. And then why is the like bear comes and then 21 days and 100 days? So that's how Korea began, like um, the Dangunshina, Dangun mythology. And so actually bear was in the cave and then stay there and then become women and marry to God and then have a Dangun. That's the how Korean begins. So that's the mythology there. Let me see. I think I'm going to just read one last poem. Hmm. The words still within is a title poem, but I want you to read it yourself. And I'm gonna read the oxtails for the last poem, and then um, we're gonna have a QA. Oxtails. I look at the monk on my left hand, the bruise, dark. Holding in the pain, silence of a shadow, ashes spread on the ocean, settling in layers, palisam of lives, like maple leaves. How does that feel? Impression left on sidewalk after they've been blown away. A laven on the roof that said, disconnect the phone. I turn on the gas to make oyakodumburi. Tears come while cutting up the onions. Isn't that the best gift? I crack cold eggs, whip and pour them over. 
boiling napa and chicken broth. Close the hot lid. Turn off the gas. Wait. Was I was here before? Will I come back again? Pour over, pour otherwise, feed the child. Empty, unmade bed. A summer river where I didn't want to see his body. Separation. One poet said, after his wife's funeral, he found a strand of her hair on the pillow and wept. I made a skiaki. The day my dad died, I had to feed my children. Oxtail soup, that's what daddy made. Suck out all the dead blood and boil until broth turns smoky. When I live, I want to live beautifully. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tanya, for your uh, very powerful and beautiful poetry and sharing with us. Mm. Um, I just want to let everybody know that the War Still Within actually is the recent recipient of the 10th Kowan Literary Award. So congratulations on that. Uh, we have a few questions. Uh, we're gonna allow uh, Mr. Russell Leong. He's the co. Uh, he's the editor of our academic journal CUNY Forum, and he'll mm. ask you a question. Oh, thanks so much, Tanya, for <clears throat> bringing so much uh, detail and passion of Korean women uh, to us. Um, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you talk about you know working class women and yes. Yangban women, and also the comfort women. Mm. And, you know, they have different kinds of history and oppression. Yes. Uh, but I'm curious uh, for the younger generation, like your daughter's generation, mm -hmm. uh, or the younger, say, <clears throat> Koreans or Korean Americans, mm -hmm. uh, how, how do they respond? Because one of my colleagues, uh, for instance, in talking about the uh, L.A. riots, I'm, I'm yes. speaking to you from L.A., I asked him what uh, people in Korea think. He says, oh, they don't really give give a damn now because it was too long ago. Yes. And so what you talk about is fairly, you know, long ago, even though a few comfort women are still alive. So I'm wondering, uh, your work is so powerful. And how does your daughter's generation or younger generation uh, respond? Uh, the, uh, your question is like how the younger generation response of like a comfort women? No, or to your poetry uh, or oh, to the yeah. themes that you talk about, not just comfort women, but yeah. also the kind of repression of women mm -hmm. and uh, and so forth, you know. Yeah, thank you for the question. I think this is like a very interesting question because um, instead of like a younger generation, um, I could point out that like um, I got actually got a word or like for Korean version because I couldn't even say comfort women because I think that's not correct word and so actually in Korean I call it blue flower 
and a lot of older uh, male generation, Korean men, uh, very educated. Uh, they asked me not to write about it anymore. Um, they said, Tanya, like write another beautiful poem, not about compliment women. Stop writing about it. That is the like uh, response that I got it. And also for young generation, I think even I didn't know and younger generation, they really don't know. But like in still in Korea, Korea, there's a lot of movement. Every Wednesday, there is the um, protesting in front of a Japanese like um, embassy. But now, uh, when Park Seung Kim came out, say I was a comfort woman, 1991, there was a 238 women came forward, say I was a comfort woman too. But then now, um, it's like about, maybe I am not sure exactly, but like maybe 30, 40 people surviving. Um, and I think, it's like a really different feeling. I think the young generation who really wants to study history, who really feels suppression, they could relate it. But I think it's just different. Like um, they're not like, you know, they don't have like the same feeling like I have. I think they're appreciated to have this poem but I think it's not really connected. Not all of them. I cannot speak for everybody, but they are not really connected to um, hear it. And then just like you say, um, many people could be, that's not like my thing. I, I don't really connect with it. So even you mentioned it like LA riot, I was there. And I wanted to just share with you just like a short thing. Because at the time I was in, college and there was LA riot and then Los Angeles um, I had a poetry exhibit so I didn't have a car so I asked my um, African-American friend who had a car and there was a very big tension between African-American and Korean as well but I didn't aware I just like sob and cry to watching LA riot but for me um I have to bring this art frame to LA town. So I asked my friend, can you give me a ride? So he said, sure. So we went together and then we went to Korean Plaza. This African-American. And then we walked together. Everybody was just looking at me. Like, what are you doing here with the African-American in Koreatown? It was like a real shock. And it's like we just dropped there like my art and then we just left. But um just like sharing that part. And then actually I um three years ago in LA I had the poetry reading. I think one of my friend Angela who read it there too there. So that I wanted to have like a safe place for Korean American, African American come together and save the place and then we share our true feeling about the LA riot. 
in safe to place. And then we had, after that, we had the bibimbap performance together. And that was amazing event. But I think like it should be, we should get more and then share it. I think without sharing, we don't know. We don't know the feeling. And I think a lot of people, they don't really care. And as like, you know, April 23rd, you know, that Min Byung Gap Kyosunim, Professor Min Byung Gap, like Kyosunim, have like this amazing comfort woman book. It's like really, um, detailed and then all the historical background and um i think this is important to share and read it but um not many people really um connected is that um answering your question i mean uh no yes uh yeah thank you i mean it's really hard to make the connections yeah yeah uh, it is i mean i right after the l a riots I was reading poetry mm. in a poetry reading called soul to soul and we had afro american writers and korean writers like uh ko Wan and uh that's the what i got <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like a, he passed away but that's the award that i got oh yeah. he passed away re- fairly recently right no uh, twelve years ago yeah, but you know, yeah, we were reading at that time, and mm-hmm. the thing is, the 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 Korean Americans and the Asian Americans acknowledged the Black brothers and sisters, but yes. not one Afro American said anything about you know their Asian or Korean brothers and sisters. So mm-hmm. this was a poetry reading, you know, among writers, but still, mm-hmm. uh, there was lack of emotional connection. So it's really yeah. difficult, even now, of course, with the anti-Asian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, incidents and it doesn't matter whether you're Chinese, Korean, Filipino or whatever. I mean, uh, you're still considered, you know, Asian. So, you know, I think your work is, uh, very timely. And, uh, I did ask you what your daughter thought of your work. How old is your daughter? May I ask? Uh, my daughter is, um, 24. And, um, yeah, yeah, she graduated and then she actually, she, she came to my reading in, um, Korean culture center. She made herself to come down there. Like I did like, you know, big reading at the Korean culture center, Los Angeles, but, um, that's another part too. Like, you know, it's it's a different, like a mother daughter is a different relationship. And then, um, she said, I cannot read it because it will make me cry. Mm, mm, mm. You know, I, I think like it's, it's just like a little bit like a different because it's your mother wrote that. And then it's like, it's versus like another writer wrote it. Right, you right. What right I mean? So I think right. that that's the part. And then also, um, very like lately, because it's May, a lot of, um, reading was going on. So, I had like a great panel with the two other Japanese writer and colleague witness. And then we're talking about the mother-daughter relationship as well. And then we are like mainly focusing. Um, people think all Asian are the same one Asian, but like we're trying to say we're all different. That's what we're no, trying to say. True. Yeah, we're all different Asians. Like everybody just say like one Asian. But it's not. We're all different Asian. That's like we wanted to um, witness, and then um, we wanted to say that. And um, also, 
very uh, big thing is like Asian. I was just like showing, we don't show pains and then we suppress. And also the showing love is like a warning, like a worry about you is love, isn't it? And so it's a different um, message. And I think even, hmm, that's why like I think like also what I understand like between generation to generation that we don't have open communication and then even generation to generation we got such a big language barriers. I know young generation and then whose parents are immigrants, they don't really couldn't have like a deeper conversation because right, of right. barriers. Even though you speak same language, but um, you don't want to carry deeper um, conversation. And thank you for bringing it that one because I wanted to share the, like my experience as um, when I was sharing my emotion, I couldn't write my emotion, express my emotion in Korean. The mm. reason was I learned how to express my anger in English. So it's easy for me to express my emotion in English, but it's just hard to express my emotion in Korean, even through the art, because I couldn't even say some words still. Right, right. Not a big deal, but you know, so that's totally different. So almost like I have to translate my emotion in the page on the page. Right, right. No, thank, thanks so much. Hopefully, we can have an opportunity to republished uh, one of your poems uh, in the CUNY form uh, with a link to your talk that you were just given today. So we can talk okay. later. Yes. Thank I you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much, Russell. Uh, so folks, if you have a question, you can type it into the Q&A uh, box at the bottom of your Zoom menu or raise your hands and uh, we'll get to you and uh, call on you. Uh, first, let me get to the Q&A box first. Uh, Frank has a question, Tanya. Uh, he asks, to what extent do words rhyme in Korean? And did you try to rhyme in the translations? I know. Thank you so much. That is so hard as a thing. Um, and I think like there was a big like, a struggle. And um, actually, I try hard as much as I can, but that's impossible. So um, just I do my best to translate it. And some word, like it just, I have to choose different words in not exact translation. It's just really hard to find like a right word. And that's why um, it's just so emotional process even translating my poem to want another language, obviously. That's why I thought like, oh, I was I wanted to be a writer, but how I'm gonna be a writer? Because how are you gonna translate? I came to the United States now, you know, and I don't know Korean literature anymore. And here, like, oh, how I'm gonna learn um, English and then write in English. It's like a big struggle. And then now, like I wrote in Korean and then now I wanted to translate. And then that was just really hard and especially exactly the words, like totally different nuance and delivery. 
in like talking about Korean and English. It's just totally different. So my writing, I'm watching like what is like what I'm going through. Like I'm just kind of documenting with like my art as well. And um, one point, like I, when I have to write in Korean, I just have to shut down my American mind and then just write in Korean and then um, vice versa. And then also, and then there's one point I'm writing and then just like a big struggle was that part. Like I'm writing, I, I'm feeling something in Korean. So like I was writing Korean, but like back of my mind, I was saying, okay, but you wanted to write, use that word, but what is the equivalent of that word in, in English? back up on my mind while I was writing, writing. And then I said so okay then you cannot choose that word because you don't have an equivalent word so that was my process but I am not trying to do rhyme it and then another thing is like maybe I just deliver same word like for instance like my poem called Bokushipo. so that one is like Bokushipo. then we just like in Korean we don't have to say, I miss you. There's no I, there's you. There's like just only miss. So I just wanted to say, and then there's no way to translate it. So I just put it in Korean. That's the title of the, my poem. Okay. Uh, hope that answers your question, Frank. Uh... Is it Frank answer the question? <laughs> well, he typed into the chat box, so he'll, mm. he'll write comments if he has any others. Uh, okay. We're going to call on Christine Gonzalez. Hi, Christine. Hello. Hi, Tanya. How are you? <laughs> I'm good out here in California. I just wanted to say, uh, you know that I love your work. I love all of your work. And I really enjoyed this um, this afternoon and cried with you. Mm. Thank you. A little bit. And um, I had a question. Yes. Um, but I wanted to preface it with, um, you know, the experience of the comfort woman, unfortunately, mm. is a very ancient experience in humanity. Over the thousands of years, unfortunately, women have been treated that way in, in wartime and, and other situations. Um, and I, I really appreciate your courage in tackling that subject, mm -hmm. especially the way that you're, um, in the cultural context, you know, the way that Korean people feel about it. Like you said, you were asked to stop talking about it, but don't stop talking about it. But I, my question is, what do you hope that your work and others who are courageous enough to talk about this and to talk about just, um, you know, it, it, it fits right along with, um, sex trafficking as well. Mm -hmm. Just that using people as things. And what do you hope that your work could accomplish? What is your deepest wish and hope that your work and similar work of others can accomplish? Mm. Um, Thank you for like um, being here. And then that is such a deep um, question. 
And uh, well, before answer that, I just wanted to read like just one little part from confronting my father's mistress, like last stanza. Too much silence. I heard the howl of my mother's mothers. Their buried sorrows and their thousands of years hung. Mm. And um, for saying that, I think not speaking and then just press under your chest. They think that's the, their um, better way to serve the word. But I think this poem helps the women because um, we carry the feeling and then in the comfort women, I think heavier than shame. The shame is the lowest emotion that human could have. And it's not their fault, but they're carrying shame. And then secret. And I think through this work, I want people who feels and they could be truth for themselves and say what they need to say and they need to get help and then get help and then have a courage and then I wanted to people think it's not their fault and then also sharing their stories will encourage other women as well without shame we have to rise together we got to help each other That's my hope. Uh, Angela, types. Uh, is it obvious? It's obvious that you spent an incredible, uh, incredible amount of time researching your uh, comfort woman subject. Uh, as poets, uh, you often know the subjects often choose you. Uh, how did the subject choose you? Uh, this particular one, and why is the comfort woman saga so important to hear now? Uh, how does publicizing the subject bring healing when some still deny it happened? So exactly the question is, or like it's a statement? Uh, a little bit of both. How did you come about to choose this particular subject? Mm. And why is it so important uh, to talk about it now? Uh, most recently, uh, in the uh, talk that uh, Professor Kim Pyongat Min delivered yes. in April, yes. uh, there were some who believed that uh, these comfort women willingly joined uh, these camps in order to, you know, pleasure these men. Uh, uh, army soldiers rather than you know being taken and such uh, there was a Harvard professor who wrote that particular yeah. article about it right yeah. so yeah. why is it so important in order to discuss this subject well I think um, it's just like yeah the topic I don't know exactly I didn't know why this topic was hunt me down because as I say I didn't know but I was writing like especially like I think I could trying to find like my own voice as like um, Asian, I mean the Korean American. And then I wanted to speak my mind, but like there's so many things that like I couldn't say it. And I was thinking like what other, like my ancestor did it, you know? So that's how I start and then doing it and find the comfort women. And then I was like, hunt down, I couldn't sleep. And then I said, so many people, I asked so many people, do you really think I could write this poem? Do you think like it, 
should I write this poem? I think, you know, it was just like really hard. So like Angela said, maybe I was so hesitated to write it because I wanted to be so respected and then give them voice. And um, that was happening. And I think it's not timely. This is like important. Oh yeah, it is important because now only handful of comfort women is survive. And if they're all passed away, who's gonna be witness? This tragic. And then for it's just like it's so important they need to get apologized. And then we need to be stand for truth. I think that that's just like important. And then there was like issues like I think like it was like February or some this year early that happened. And then actually with that article, the comfort one women was got more, you know, get attention and then trying to find the voices and then truth. And then that was like a very important moment. How do you reconcile Korean shame from the uh, same things that are not the, that are not shameful here? The shame? Shame, shame. The shame, Korean shame. Yeah, versus something that's not shameful here in the United States. Oh yeah, like there's like it's so interesting because um actually there is a poem that like um gosh it was like such a like a freedom to say about like it just like an example when I was in school like my friends are like like oh yeah like my stepdad or my stepbrother and then it's like without like a shame and then I said oh you know because just came back from Korea I don't know you feel same thing like we're like a taboo for those things like talking about it and um actually um I have like a half a sister in Korea and that was like nobody know in Korea that um I had a half a sister and all through the school because that's a secret and um, to that was carrying like a shame, yeah. And um, here, like they'll talk about it. And then for the first time that I was saying to my friend, I have a half sister. It's like almost like broken out the shame. And um, a lot of things. It's like we're in Korea. We're just so play in the role we have to be playing the role and then we have to pretend that we are outside there was like now that i'm just thinking about something even though like at the time after war like a korean people are so hungry right and then even though they drink just water and then so like the greeting is did you eat have you eat eaten that's the greeting because there's so much food and then even though so like a young but noble people, like even though they have nothing, but they will say, um, drink water and then they say we're we're full, we're not hungry. Um, so for saying that, like just freedom to talk about what is the truth without like shaming, that's very big differences in Korea and here. And when I went back to Korea for the first time and then I wear like boots and then like it's like old dirty old boots and then my aunt goes like hey, why are you wearing that people are gonna talk about that. 
check it out, you know, so, and then bring me a new shoes. So just like for them, like it's just little things like that. Like it's, that's not shame, but like it, it is a shame in Korea, something like that. So, but uh, for me, it's almost relieve a lot of things that doesn't have to be shame, but like we're carrying as a shame. Uh, did it help you, uh, inspire you to uh, make a poem? <laughs> Any particular one come to mind? <laughs> These experiences? All, a lot of things, a lot of things. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gloria asks, uh, if you happen to know, how many uh, of the Korean, uh, Korean comfort women survived? And if yes, it is important to know the history of future generations, for future generations. Um, I don't know how many Korean women were saved, but like um, there were 200,000 to 300,000 Korean comfort women got forced. And also even um, the picture that I show, there was like a 25 Korean women in that um, place and only five people survived. So um, statistically, I am not sure how many survived, but 1991, after that, like 258 women came forth to say that I was comfort women. Probably there's more, but now, we really don't know how many are survived. I mean, now they're 80, 90, very old ages. Well, in terms of the, the war still within, how long did the entire process take you uh, from you know conception to printing? Um, wow, like seven years. Mm. How did you come up with, you know, oh, I'm going to definitely write about this particular subject and, you know, I'm still Well, like, I think, like, because, like, you know, um, MFA, like, mm -hmm. you have to have, like, you know, the, your poems get together. And then I think it was, like, actually, MA, MFA program was, like, a breakthrough to me because you have to write. And then, like, that was, like, writing poem. And then that's why, like, I had to research the Korean artist and then whoa, that's what that happened. And then it just led to me another level. And I was able to write about emotions and Korean women, so all that. And um, while I was like doing it, think like people think like, oh, it's just like Egypt, like a short poem. It's not. And then so, and you think like, oh, now I got like, you know, poems together. <laughs> now somebody need to publish it it's not really easy to publish it. So like it was like editing and then submitted, editing, submitted, like finally one of like amazing editor and publisher that she was really felt connected. We're connected. Like she, I felt like that's the thing, like, because I don't know, like another thing is like, who's my audience? You know, I don't know who, who's gonna read this poem. And then when I go reading, my subject are like totally different than a lot of poets, right? From poets. And then I read Korean, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So I was like a little bit um, hard. And then it's like, I don't want to do self-publish either. And, but I feel like my publisher knew my work. So, and 
then finally published and then remember like we're supposed to talk last year mm. yes and then pandemic so like the, it was kind of old so like it, all the reading was like kind of stopped but it started beginning to read again hmm. so it took me about seven years well and it uh you got an award for it <laughs> i know <laughs> I know. Thank you. Um, before we conclude, thank you, Tanya, again for a wonderful presentation. Um, you can purchase her book, The War Within, on Amazon. Uh, the cost is uh, $14.95 uh, to read the rest of her poems. If you want to learn more about uh, Korean comfort women, uh, as Tanya discussed earlier on, uh, and the redress movement, Professor Pian Gat Min from Queens College recently gave his book talk mm -hmm. here at the Institute. Uh, you can actually watch that video online on our website. And also, uh, one of the guests here who are attending this, uh, your talk tonight, uh, is a, a famed Piri player from Korea, uh, Gamin. She actually has a project that she's doing together with the Center for Remembering and Sharing, CRS, uh, together with uh, visual artist Cheng Jing Lee, who also previously gave a talk here at the Institute. Mm. She collected uh, Comfort Women Survivor interviews, songs, photography, and to get, uh, together with Gamin's music, they're putting it together as a video and the center is uh, currently uh, looking towards uh, screening it sometime during the next weeks or so. So uh, look out for information about that on our events calendar for the, if you wanna check it out. Uh, for attendees also seeking educational resources to teach Asian American history and anti-racism uh, in the classroom or your community, uh, the Institute also have an extensive list of uh, lists available on our website under publications, CUNY forum, under learning resources section of our Corona Conversations publication. Uh, so thank you very much, Tanya. Thank you everyone else for attending tonight's talk. Uh, stay healthy, get vaccinated and be an upstander if you happen to see your fellow person in need. Uh, have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend and we'll see you for upcoming talks uh, in June. So. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Bye -bye. you.